Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. This is where Jesus is anointed by Mary in Bethany. And as we've mentioned before on the Daily Dose a few times, the book of John is very different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Those three Gospels are referred to as the Synoptic Gospels. There's a theory and some good evidence that they were working off of some of the same information when each of their Gospels were written. John's Gospel is quite a bit different. Not contradictory, but just different. It covers a lot of different stuff. This is an account, however, that is covered in the Synoptic Gospels. In fact, we did a couple devotions on this same event in Matthew 26, 1 through 16. And I'm going to mention some of the same stuff from those in this, but probably not all the same stuff. So if you want to go back and study this particular event a little more deeply, go to episodes 571 and 572. Let's dive into this text, John 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So sometime back, days, weeks, a couple months, Jesus raised Lazarus, and then people were out to arrest and kill him, so he went to Ephraim and laid low. Now he's coming back to Bethany. It's a small town where Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived a couple miles from Jerusalem, where all the activity would take place during the Passover. Verse 2, so they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? By the way, 300 denarii was worth about a year's wages, so this perfume is worth a lot of money. Verse 6, Judas said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. So one of the first images from this text that comes to mind is Jesus and Lazarus reclining at table. What a crazy few days or weeks it has been for Lazarus, I'm sure. This guy was dead in the tomb for four days. Jesus raised him and now they're having dinner together. To me, it would be the kind of thing if you're in the room and you glance across the room and see Jesus and Lazarus sitting there, you might just shake your head and think to yourself, I can hardly believe that happened. But there they are. I also can't help but notice that Martha is serving while Mary is at the Lord's feet again. We talked in a previous episode about Mary and Martha's different personalities and how at least in one instance Mary's unwillingness to help serve so that she could be at Jesus' feet was very troublesome and annoying for Martha. This time she's not just at Jesus' feet listening to him teach. She's at Jesus' feet spending a 300 denarii jar of perfume. The synoptic gospels say that she anointed his head. John says that she anointed his feet, there's plenty there for her to anoint both his head and feet and have some left over. This is an act of personal devotion, of intense commitment to Jesus. Some liberal historians and scholars who don't believe that the scriptures are true have suggested that Mary somehow had a sexual relationship or interest in Jesus. There's nothing here that would suggest that. This anointing was in one sense very appropriate when you think about it in those terms. In another sense, you could say that it was very inappropriate 
appropriate or at least extraordinary. And that's what Judas is jumping on. I talk a lot about what's going on with Judas in those two devotions I referred to earlier, episodes 571 and 572. Judas is a thief. He's got a problem with money. And he's saying the magnanimous thing. This should have been sold and given to the poor, but that's not what he's interested in. This should have been sold and the money put in the money bags, which I have access to and have a history of stealing from. Not only that, but I mentioned in those previous devotions, isn't it interesting that Satan, to get Judas to do his dirty work for the Pharisees in betraying Jesus, would approach him with the temptation of money. Not position, not power, not influence, not women, money. And Judas took the bait hook, line, and sinker. Of course, all of this according to God's perfect plan that was laid out before Judas even knew he had a money problem. The last thing I want to highlight here is something that I think most people today wouldn't expect Jesus to say because their understanding about Jesus and the poor isn't exactly in line with what scripture teaches. Jesus tells Judas, leave her alone. Don't worry that she didn't sell this and give the money to the poor. Rather, let her keep this memory or let her keep what's left over for the day of my burial. For the poor you'll always have with you, but you do not always have me. So in other words, Judas, it's okay that she dropped 300 denarii on my feet and on my head. And it's okay that what you, Judas, perceived to be extravagant and out of line was spent this way rather than being spent on the poor. Now, this isn't to suggest that Jesus is against taking care of the poor categorically. Of course, there are ways that Christ followers can care for the poor in a manner that expands the kingdom of God. But caring for the poor, contrary to what a lot of people in our culture, even our Christian culture today, isn't the end-all, be-all of what it is to serve Jesus Christ, evidently. Matter of fact, this reminds me of a text in Matthew 19, 16 through 30, the rich young man who asked Jesus what it takes to inherit eternal life. We actually did a devotion on this in episode 540. When it's clear to Jesus that the man doesn't understand the essence of the gospel, Jesus tells the man to sell everything he has and give it to the poor. This is the one thing that Jesus, knowing the man's heart, knew that he could not do because he had great possessions. Well, some people have wrongly taught that text to suggest that that's Jesus' command for everybody. Sell what you have and give it to the poor. And if that was the case, there's no way Jesus would be okay with Mary's, quote, wasting perfume on him that is worth a year's wages, much less go so far as to rebuke Judas for criticizing Mary. This is an example of how we use scripture to interpret and understand scripture. We can learn some important truths from John 12 that help us correctly interpret Matthew 19. And there's a lot more where that came from. So come back again. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.